Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton. That's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. Hopefully, you have not only caught a vision of this building, those who can see in your natural eyes, as well as those who can see in your spiritual eyes. Uh, We have an outline in the parking lot, and we're encouraging and challenging all members to please do not park in the building. Amen. Don't 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 park in my office. <laughs> the ushers have said don't park on my door. <laughs> the choir members say don't park in the choir loft. Hello, somebody. Ladies say don't park in my in our brand new nice lounge bathroom. Hello, somebody. Uh, but it is our goal, our pleasure, our desire. To build this for the glory of God. Amen. 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 If I'm not mistaken, we have a meeting after church today. Uh, Those who serve on this building committee. Amen. Amen. Bethlehem. And it is our goal within this year is to get it right here at the church. Because the Bible says, for the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of the Lord. And I don't know about you, when I know mama was coming home and she told me to have some stuff done before she got there. Uh, I got my work done before she got home. Amen. In other words, I got it right. And that's all we're trying to challenge and teach the people of God. It's to get it right. It's nothing personal. It's nothing personal. It's, it's a standard that God holds us to. As we learned in Sunday school for the leaders of the church, the characteristics that we should have to get it right. Matthew 18 through 15 says and talks about if a brother or sister sins... What you need to do is you need to go to them. Sins against you, you go to them in private. Because this is a private matter. They won't listen. The blue part, verse 16 says, Then 
carry two or three witnesses. If that don't work, verse 17 says, tell it to the church. And this is the context of what many take out of context. Verse 18, where it says, whatever you loose on earth uh, will be loose in heaven. And this is in the context of getting it right with one another. Amen. Amen. This month we've been talking about getting it right in marriage or getting it right in your singlehood or getting it right anywhere in between. We recognize that marriage is or was established even before the church was established. Mark 10, 6 says... But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. And he said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh. No matter what our culture is doing, we've got to stand and obey the word of God. Amen. We've got some statistics on what one in ten are not or or living together. But it says, so they are no longer two, but one. And then it says, after you get married, brother, sister, therefore what God has joined together, let no man separate. Right. Marriage is meant to be the foundation of our culture and society and even in our church. If we want to have a stronger church, we need to build stronger families. Amen. Because stable families make up a good church, but uh, churches that are not filled with stable families, many times the couple break up and both stop coming to the church. Hello, somebody. And wanting to find the church on their own or where they can go and feel comfortable. But we want you uh, to have a solid foundation in the Lord. We're talking about this all month, getting it right in marriage, last Sunday, getting it right in matters, and this Sunday we're going to talk about getting it right in the monarchy. We're going to talk about Esther chapter 2, verse 15 to 18, Esther chapter 2, verse 15 to 18, which you stand in reverence to the word of God. Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God regardless. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Too fast, <laughs> seven. Exactly.
Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. Today, the message entitled Getting It Right in the Monarchy, we're going to talk about Esther's and her forewarning. We're going to talk about Esther and her favor. We're going to talk about Esther and her faithfully fair, or how she lived faithfully fair. Esther followed four warnings. Esther found favor. Esther was faithfully fair. Esther is somewhat a modern day story of this young lady named Kate Middleton, who is now the Duchess of Cambridge the wife of Prince William, the Duke of Cambridge. And we know that the Duke of Cambridge is the second in line to the throne after his father. And in the text today, we're going to look at the story of not Queen Kate, but Queen Esther. Queen Esther is a a modern day or it's like a modern day fairy tale, if you would. She didn't come from a good background. As a matter of fact, her mother and her father was not in her life. And she was taken care of by an uncle, Uncle Mordecai. And we're going to see how this little orphan Annie would be taken from her meager beginnings and be placed as queen of this kingdom. Uh, somewhat like Kate, because Kate Middleton does not come from any law or royal lineage, I believe she's the first one to ever be what they call a commoner in Britain. Um, so her story, like Esther's stories, take on any meaning, a new meaning, that anybody could be a queen. But through this, we're going to learn some some matters of marriage. And this particularly is a message for particularly young singles or young teenage girls who want to be a queen. Um, we also encourage those older singles to listen in because there are going to be some stuff that you can learn and some stuff that will help you to get it right so that you can be tweeted, treated like yeah, tweeted <laughs> like a queen. Sadly, I believe it's too late for some of you, but I'm praying that you'll be able to get it right. But you'll be able to get it right because you deserve the, the best 
of everything that God has to give, no matter how old you are. No matter what your past experience is, you may be listening and you are a four-time divorce. I still believe that God has something greater for you. You may be listening and you've been used and abused in all kinds of relationships and you've never married. And you have a bad attitude towards men. But I believe that if you apply some of these principles as a single person and as a married woman today. As a married woman, I'm trying to get you to save your marriage today. Because there are some principles that you'll be able to learn. And if you apply it, you won't end up like Queen Vesta. Hello, somebody. But before we get on that story, we got to talk about this first queen. A little background information. And you really need to go back and read Esther chapter one, the whole chapter And I'm going to give you an abbreviated story and we're going to try to fly through this so that I don't have you here all day. But the king had was having a royal good time, a royal party. And the king, as he was having this royal good time, he summoned his queen. And the queen was sent for in verse 11. Because he wanted the people to see her beauty and how lovely she was to look at. But in verse 12, it says that when the queen Vestai uh, got the command of the king, get that the command of the king, she refused to come. She refused to come. The king had summoned her, but she refused to come. And let me put a pin there. There's a lot of women in marriage today, and you don't realize what you're doing. You say that you're independent, that you're a strong woman. Hello, somebody. Can't nobody tell you what to do. Hello, somebody. That you are, you've heard me use this word of, of virago. My wife says virago, whatever it is. A loud, boisterous woman. Uh, and nobody can tell you what to do and you decided to get married. And I like to warn single women that, 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 that you better make sure that you come to terms with who you are marrying. Because when you marry, you give this man authority over you. In other words, he is over you. We're going to learn a little bit more a little later. And you must follow his lead. And if you're a single woman today, you don't like to follow no man's lead. Then you probably need to stay single. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. If you have that Kanye West, nah, 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 nah. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You need to stay single. Hello, somebody. Because as a single woman, you have a choice. You have two choices, either to marry or not to marry. And and as a single woman, you've got to live holy, by the way. Hello, somebody. 
Oh, and if you decide that you are not going to get married because you don't want to submit to a man, then you need to stay single. Hello, somebody. But you also need to live holy. In other words, you can't let that man, that maintenance man creep up on you. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. This woman, this woman, she was, she was summoned. She, she had the title of the queen and she didn't realize that that title came connected to a king. In other words, she couldn't be a queen without being a king. Uh, a king. Hello, somebody. Cause some folk like to take positions. Oh, oh, she was chosen to be a queen and, and she used her, her, her queenly authority. Oh, to buck the king. Hello, somebody. That's what wives do when they uh, don't do or follow the leadership of their husbands. Hello, somebody. You are bucking the king. And you say, well, who made him king? You made him king when you married him. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> you, 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 you made him king when you married him. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <All> right. <laughs> We're going to talk about that a little bit more. All right. but, 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 but she refused to come, and, and the king got furious and angry. And, and, and the queens, uh, in verse 17, they were concerned that the queen's conduct were, would become known uh, to all the women in the kingdom and the and they will despise their husband. In other words, she set the wrong example. Now that the queen has has bucked the king, now everybody, hello somebody, gonna 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 gon buck get bucked. Hello somebody, hello somebody. In other words, all the women in the land gonna start treating their husbands, hello somebody, like they anybody. And not king. Hello, somebody. Are you are you here today and you're treating your husband like anybody and not king? Hello, somebody. Trying to save some marriages today. Trying to save some marriages today. Hello, somebody. How do you treat your husband? Hello, somebody. Do you treat him like a king? Or you just treat him like anybody? I like to say, I like to say this, I like to say this. Uh, oh, when, when, when describing this in the way you treat your husband, you, you talk crazy to your husband. Hello, somebody. But if Obama came here, you'd be smiling and putting on fronts. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Yeah, Obama, he'd come here and he'd walk up in the church and you won't say anything about same-sex marriages to his face. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Because you respect his position. Hello, somebody. Don't you know that you got your very own Obama? Hello, somebody. Oh, with Obama stand up in the house, all married men would just stand up in the house. Hello, somebody. Look at your husband and say, hello, Obama. <laughs> you may be seated. <laughs> you, you better treat that man like he's a king. And also, you men who stood up, you better treat her like a woman. Like a queen. Hello, somebody. 
Hello, somebody up in here, up in here, because Christ put the onus on you. You're supposed to love her as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. In other words, you can't live a selfish lifestyle, men, in marriage. Everything just can't be about you. As a matter of fact, it needs to be about her. It needs to be about your children. It needs to be about your children. When you get home, oh, especially if she works too. When you get home, you can't get home and, and just put your feet up and get to remote and say, Woman, where my food at? Hello, somebody. <laughs> she doesn't work as many hours as you have. You you probably need to help cook. Hello, somebody. You probably need to be help cleaning. Hello, somebody. You need to help in that household, especially if she has to work too. You say, why you say that? Because Oh, because you done put her on the two curses. Hello, somebody. The man's curse in the beginning after they fell was to work. And the woman's curse had to do with childbearing. Hello, somebody. Some of you, oh, you're acting like you're the king and you got her on the two curses, but you only on the one. Hello, somebody. Because you don't need, you don't do nothing when you get home. That's not of the Lord. You better treat her like she is a queen. Hello, somebody. Like Michelle Obama walked up in here, you know, and Michelle showed up. You would respect her. Oh, Sister Michelle, can I get you something to drink? Sister Michelle, can I get you something? Oh, married women, will you stand up, please? Married women. Hello, somebody. You husbands, you say, hello, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Hello <laughs> You better respect that woman Hello somebody You better love that woman Hello somebody Nobody else should get your eye Your attention I know Beyonce did a great job At the Super Bowl But you better cut Beyonce off And look at your wife and say Hello B <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she said, hey, Jay. <laughs> I haven't even gotten in my message yet. But anyway, see, in this text, the queen was dead wrong. She showed up the king. Also, let folk know, marriages, don't ever argue in public. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Don't, 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 don't ever argue in public. If you had issues, oh, you could have, you should have took it back to the chambers later. But you should have obeyed your husband and, and come forth and, and let them look at you. Hello, somebody. Married folk, keep your arguments in private. Hello, somebody. Because if not, you'll set a bad example for the public and the people. And this is what happened to Vesta. And guess what? She got kicked to the curb. Hello, somebody. Wait a minute. She got kicked to the curb. In other words, there was somebody else that would take her place. And what you've got to realize, old married man and old married woman. Hello, somebody. There's somebody that's always willing to take your place. You say, but she don't know him like I know him. Hello, she won't do what what I do for him. Hello, somebody. 
And she might do better. Hello, somebody. <laughs> because of your nasty and ugly attitude. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. This woman lost her position. Hello, somebody. As queen. She got kicked out of office. Hello, somebody. And then we began to hear about the story of Esther. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. We, we get to point number one with Esther, and I told you her background. You know where she was from. You know what she didn't have. Well, in our text, in verse 15, we see what made Esther so fruitful. What blessed her life so much, we're going to learn, is that she wasn't like this other woman. She wasn't like a diva. Hello, somebody. You know divas. You can't tell a diva nothing. A diva just come with demands and wants you to do. Hello, somebody. A diva won't listen to nobody else. You trying to counsel her and let her know you about to lose your husband. You better tighten up your attitude. Hello, somebody. You can't tell a diva nothing. Hello, somebody. That's why Kanye said, can't nobody tell me nothing. He a diva too. Hello, somebody. (laughs) Well, in the text, we see that Esther was the opposite of this other woman. Hello, somebody. Esther actually followed for warnings or she took advice. And she didn't make any demands that, oh, that she didn't need to make. Yes, because uh, you're in a place, uh, oh, where you can make demands. Uh, don't mean that you should make demands. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Well, she got up and, 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 and it says that this woman who was, would, that would be about to be queen, uh, well, she asked for nothing. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. She asked for nothing other than what? Haggai, the king's eunuch, what? Who was in charge of the hair, suggested. Hello, somebody. She didn't get in there. And after they had this beauty contest, after she was discovered, if you would, like, oh, like that woman was discovered at that Alabama game. And, and, the, and the commentator said, oh, she looked good. Oh. And everybody the next day after the game were talking about her. Oh, she didn't make a, a demands after she was discovered. She didn't ask of anything. Hello, somebody. But what was given? Hello, somebody. In other words, she was able to follow advice. Hello, somebody. And one thing that you'll see also, oh, in verse 20 of the text, oh, it says, oh, in verse 20 of the text, but Esther, what, kept secret her family background and nationality, just said what Mordecai had told her to do. And guess what what she did? For she continued to do what? Follow Mordecai's instruction as she had done oh, when he was bringing her up. She was willing to accept oh, advice, accept counsel. She still, even in the castle, oh, in that place of great authority, about to be the future queen, she still followed the advice of Mordecai, her father. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. 
If you want to be like Esther today, God is saying to some of you, you need to still listen to the advice of your father. You need to still listen to the advice of your uncle. You need to still listen to advice of people who are older and are wise. Oh, one of the ways, if you want to have a good marriage, you ask for advice. Oh, not from novice, but ask the advice of those that have been married 40, 50, 60 years. Oh, because if you ask the advice of somebody who ain't married or who's barely married, oh, they'll tell you, honey, I wouldn't take that from you. Hello, somebody. I like to tell married folk, yeah, if you're going to be married, you're going to take something. Hello, somebody. You're going to take a lot of something. There's going to be a lot of things that you don't like about your mate. There's going to be a lot of things that she or he does that you don't like. Oh, but you are supposed to love them in way. Oh, and the Bible says that love covers what a multitude of sin. Hello, somebody. You gonna take something. Hello, somebody. And if you're not willing to compromise, somebody had the nerve to say that marriage was 50-50. Marriage ain't 50-50. Marriage is 100-100. You both have to give 100% of the time oh, to make it through. And if you want to stay married, you better ask the of somebody that's been married for a while. Hello, somebody. And this is my advice. Marriage is not easy. Hello, somebody. Some of you get married. Oh, you get all starry-eyed and you fall in love and you're sleeping with one another before you got married and think that marriage is going to change something and you think it's going to be easy. You think it's going to be magic, but marriage is not easy. Marriage does not have any magic to it. Marriage is a commitment. Commitment. Hello, somebody. A commitment to love that one woman for the rest of her life. A commitment to love that one man for the rest of his life and respect him. Hello, somebody. You better ask somebody some advice and you better listen. Hello, somebody. I don't care how high up you get. I don't care how much money you have. Many times in our culture and our today, you help somebody help them to get somewhere and they get there and they forget all about you and forget all about what you told them. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. And that's what they do in marriage. You try to counsel them before they get married. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. But try to get them in the office after they get married. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. You you, you need to learn some most. Uh, oh the devil's going to put you through some. You should never just stop getting counsel about your life. Uh, about your man. This thing is serious. Hello somebody. What I look like uh, as a doctor who got my doctor degree in 1970. What I look like. Uh, stop learning in 1970. Would you want that to be your doctor? Hello somebody. No, because there may be some new techniques, some new, hello, somebody. The surgeon want to cut you the way they used to cut and have heart surgery the way they used to have back in 1970. You had to stay in the hospital for two weeks. You get somebody that knows some new technology. They'll have a heart surgery like Reverend or Deacon Ross had and send you home the next day. Hello, somebody. You, You better make sure you keep learning. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, if you want to be married, you better keep learning. Hello, somebody. 
single folk, if you, if you want to be married, you better learn. This is the best time to learn right now. Hello, somebody. As a matter of fact, I'd like to teach singles about marriage even before they get in a relationship. Hello, somebody. Uh, this is the best time to learn about marriage. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. One of the things in which why she got favor. There are three principles that we can get from this. One, one, one thing that she did that, that, that made her get this favor is, number one, she was obedient. Ooh, obedient. And we don't like to use that term in marriage. Ooh, a wife don't like to say she obey her husband. Ooh, why do you think I am a kid? <laughs> Well, well, okay, okay, that's the way you think about it. Now let's see what the word of true woman of God looks at it. First Peter 3, 6. Am I making this up? Like Sarah, what did she do? Okay, I'm gone. I know I done got in trouble. I'm gone. I'm done with this. I'm going home. You saying, preacher, I'm supposed to obey my husband? Hello, somebody. Was Sarah a spiritual woman? Hello, somebody. Did Sarah lack anything in her life? She says she she obeyed her hubby. Not only did she obey, but she called him what? Master! Single woman! Get a hold of this principle. Hello, somebody. Because if you can't handle it, you can't deal with this, marriage is not for you. A more politically correct way to put it is you've got to follow his leadership. Hello, somebody. If, if he don't want you to do something, hello, somebody, you do talk about it because you're adults. Uh, you do pray about it. Uh, but guess what? He gets the last say. And because he gets the last say, what does that make you? Obedient. Woo. <laughs> I got to move on. It doesn't get quiet in here. <laughs> it's not me. It's the word. That was First Peter 3, 6. Not passing time. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a messenger. Okay. And, and get this. this. These are the principles of why she found favor, by the way. Okay. These are hard facts. But a little later, we're going to see that she had favor. The next thing we see in her life, and from the principle, it's, just, it's, 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 it's Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. It says what? Hello, somebody. She was obedient. She was submissive. That S word, preacher. Your anniversary is coming up. <laughs> I'm going to remember this sermon. <laughs> I didn't make this stuff up. I just want you to have a, a good oh, and healthy, thriving marriage. Oh, if you want to have a good, healthy, thriving marriage, you've got to submit to your what? Husband. Hello, somebody. 
Now you got a little reprieve in the text. And you say, what's the reprieve? As unto the Lord. Which means if he tried to tell you to do something that the Lord wouldn't tell you to do. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. If he tried to get you to do something that the Lord wouldn't have you to do, then guess what? Guess what? You obey God as opposed to man. Hello, somebody. But was that what, what What did the king ask her to do? Was it something against the word of God? Hello, somebody. No. And many times married couples, oh, they mess up because they, they get in trouble over preferences. Hello, somebody. I'm not going to do it because I just don't like to do it. Hello, somebody. Preferences. He ain't trying to tell me to do something that God didn't tell him to do. All right, I'm going to tell this story. And, 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 and I told Sister Eton, I was going to tell this story too. I told you that. Tell this story. She might have another view on this story. <laughs> but Sister Eton just get mad at me when, when I'm riding with her and I try to tell her how to drive. Okay, she, she, just, she just get mad at me. Okay, okay. Uh, any of the other brothers got in trouble, get in trouble? <laughs> Now, she even get mad at me. Well, I'll let you be the judge. I'll let you be the judge, and we're going to vote a little later who's right and who's wrong. <laughs> but, but we were riding on the freeway. She didn't have no hands on the steering wheel. She was driving with her left knee, looking in the mirror, doing something in her face. Oh, there was an 18-wheeler passing by, and she was creeping up on the 18-wheeler in front of her. And I said, baby, now... <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute now. <laughs> and she was mad at me. You don't sit over there and shut up. <laughs> I'm like, no, we gonna have an issue on this one. <laughs> but was I telling her to do anything wrong? Hello, somebody. Anything against the word of God? Hello, somebody. I'm going to have to tell another story to offset this story because I want to be able to go home tonight. So that I remember where she was right and I was wrong, okay? <laughs> I have to think of it. <laughs> but she's been right in plenty, plenty times. As a matter of fact, she's mostly always right. Hello, somebody. Okay. But that was just one situation. Hello, somebody. But wise, the Lord says, oh, of you and single women, if you can't do this, you probably don't need to be married. Hello, somebody. So, and, and, and she was, Vasti was none of this. She, she didn't obey the king. She didn't submit to the king. She didn't humble herself. And it says, as unto the Lord. And when you do stuff even that you don't agree with, the Lord then, or women are freed up to deal with your husband. Hello, somebody. If you stay in line, oh, and don't get out of line, and do what he say, and pray, oh, then the Lord can discipline, oh, that man, hello, somebody, but two wrongs don't make a right, hello, somebody. It's the principle of humility as well, First Peter 5, 6, when you do this to your husband. When you submit to him as unto the Lord, you are humbling yourselves. Therefore, under the mighty hand uh, that he may what? 
lift you up what? And do time. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. That's what, that's what Esther had. That's what she did uh, in her marriage. Or even before she got married. This is what made her a good candidate for marriage. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. This vesty woman, she wanted to do things her own way. She didn't realize that the king had made her queen. Hello, somebody. She didn't realize she could lose her position. Hello, somebody. And God is trying to tell somebody today, just get it right. It ain't nothing personal. Just get it right. When we're wrong, we just need to get it right. We're Christians. Hello, somebody. She was obedient. She was submissive. And she had humility. And these are all good characteristics of single women who will be married. If you can't obey that man or follow his leadership, if you can't submit to that man, if you can't humble yourself to that man, then guess what? He's not the right one. Hello, somebody. Go on to somebody else. But because she did this, guess what? She found favor. Hello, somebody. Then they say that this is what she did. She did everything old boy told her to do. And she found favor. It says that Esther won the favor of everyone who what? Saw her. Hello, somebody. She, she wasn't such a muchy. Hello, somebody. She didn't have a big attitude. She wasn't a diva. Hello, somebody. And because of her humility, because of her obedience, because of her submission. She found favor. Hello, somebody. She found favor. Many people want favor without the first part of that. If you want favor from the Lord, guess what? You need to obey the Lord. Hello, somebody. If you want favor in your marriage, obey the Lord in your marriage. Hello, somebody. Apply everything that the Lord tells you to do. If you want favor from the Lord, some of you just need to get married. Hello, somebody. Oh, ain't nothing personal. I'm not picking on nobody today. I, I just want you to have favor. Because there's a blessing in obedience. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, there's a blessing in obedience. There's a blessing in submission. There's a blessing in humility. Just obey. Just do it. Don't think about it. You don't even got to pray about it. Just do it. That's what the, the Nike commercial says. Just do it. And because she was all of this, she found favor. Hello, somebody. She found favor. Reminds me of the same kind of favor that Jesus had. Hello, somebody. Luke chapter 2, verse 52 says, And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, and in what? Favor with God and man. Hello, somebody. Don't you know you can't get nothing done? You can't get nothing accomplished if you don't have favor with God and man? As a matter of fact, if you put God first, hello, somebody, you can have favor with God and he can give you favor with men and he can open doors that have been shut in your face. This is true prosperity preaching now. I'm about to hoop right here, right now. If you put God first, he will give you favor. If you put God first, he will open doors close to you. If you put God first, he will do exceedingly abundantly above 
anything you ask or anything you can imagine. Young ladies, young teen girls, I'm begging you to put God first. Don't give yourself away to every knucklehead that's coming up to you. Don't give yourself away to every little boy that says he loves you. Don't give yourself away. You've got to, oh, he's got to show that you love, that he loves you. And if he truly loves you as a Christian woman, you decide to wait oh, on the Lord in your sexuality. And if you're waiting, guess what? He should be able to wait too. Oh, I want to have favor with the Lord. Then I can have favor with man. Hello, somebody. Oh, if you love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul, if you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he can add all of this stuff to you. He can add a boyfriend. He can add a husband. Oh, he can add all this stuff. But you've got to put him first in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, put him first to find favor in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, that's what she did. She put him first and she grew in favor just like Jesus grew in favor. Just like that little boy whose mother cried for him, who prayed for him on the altar, prayed so hard for this young man, though even the preacher thought she was drunk. But she poured out her heart and when she gave birth to this son, oh, she kept him for a little while and she gave him back to the Lord. And this little boy, what did he do? In the boy Samuel continued to grow in what? In statue and in what? In favor with the Lord and with what? And with man. Oh stop trying to oh to do things in your own strength. Stop trying to do things in your own might. Stop trying oh to do your marriage in your own strength and in your own might. Obey the word of God and you'll get favor with your husband. Obey the word of God and you'll get favor with your wife. Obey the word of God and first you'll get favor with the Lord and the Lord will give you favor with man. Hello somebody up in here. Up in here, up in here. I guess I can cut my hoop off now. (laughs) We talked about obedience. Submission. Hello somebody. Humility that gave her favor. And we see this favor that God has to give to those that diligently seek him. And lastly but not least, we can see why she found uh, Esther was uh, faithfully fair. And went on in verse 17, that B part. It says she won his favor, the king's favor. And approved more than any of the other versions. Hello, somebody. This was a national Miss America contest to take the place of Vasti, who was rebellious against the king. And she got in this contest and she didn't try to act like a diva. Hello, somebody. She just did what the eunuch said. She did what Mordecai said. Hello, somebody. She followed the leadership and she found favor but she had approval not just because of that but she had approval oh because she lived sexually pure hello somebody 
We talked about this a little last week, trying to get God's people to live sexually pure. She found favor because she was a virgin. Hello, some in our culture, in our society, oh, they look down on virgin. Oh, that's something to be valued. Hello, something. And it's something that should only be given to a husband. Hello, somebody. There's something to be only be given to a husband. Because uh, young ladies, young child, young children, oh, why don't you have a real conversation one day with an older woman and she'll tell you that she made a mistake many times. Hello, somebody. She gave herself away to men many times. And many women have wasted their life away, giving themselves away to men as opposed to giving themselves away to the Lord. Hello, somebody, and being obedient to the Lord, and they reaped what they've sown. And now, I don't mean the metal, she's got oh, six different, or not six, but ten different children by ten different daddies, and they all told her that she loved him, or that he loved him. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. It may be too late for you to be born again. Hello, somebody, in your sexuality. Save sex for marriage. Be born again. Be a born again, Esther. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. That's why many folk can't choose the right mate because they sleeping with them. Hello, somebody. We talked about this. When you do that, you lose your ability to reason and you become more emotional and you think that you have something in common and it'd be too late after marriage to learn or too late after he got what he wanted and gone on to little Susie May. It'd be too late. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I'm trying to help families and marriages. Today is Youth Sunday, young teen girls. Save yourself for marriage. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, save yourself for marriage. Somebody say, well, it's too late for me. No, anyway. It may not be too late. Hello, somebody. Say, we're messing up in our culture and our society because of what we do with our sexuality. This is what the Bible says to do with your sexuality. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18 through 20. Flee from sexual immorality. King James may put it fornication. And fornication includes all sexual sins. It includes, oh, an adulterer. That's fornication. It includes a single person that's not married having sex. That's fornication. It includes, oh, lesbianism. That's fornication. It includes, oh, gay relationships. That's fornication. It even includes bestiality. Hello, somebody. It includes all of that. Hello, somebody. It includes rape. Hello, somebody. The Bible says don't play with that. Flee. Right. 
sexual immorality. Oh, the young Christians who are, are trying to live for the Lord, they like to play with it. Hello, somebody. I think our Sunday school teacher talked about having a, a, a putting a, a walls up before you get to, oh, to the place where you would fall over. Hello, somebody. And that's what oh, even uh, sincere Christians do. They, they ask the question, how far is too far? If you got to ask how far too far is, you've already gone too far. Oh, Paul wrote Timothy and said, treat the younger sisters in the church as sisters. To treat the older women like mothers. To treat the men like fathers. Hello, somebody. And the last thing you know, I ain't never tongue kissed my sister. Hello, somebody. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I ain't never touched her in an inappropriate, inappropriate way. Hello, somebody. Flee sexual immorality. Hello, somebody. He said, why? Why does he say flee? Don't, don't, don't play with it. Why does he say? He says, all other sins are person commits uh, are outside of the body. But whoever sins what sexually, hello somebody, sins against their own body, hello somebody, do you not know that your bodies are what? Temples of the Holy Spirit, who is what? Who is in you, whom you have received from God, and you are not your own. Hello somebody. You're not your own. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor, if you gave your life to Christ, you're not your own. And God can tell you what to do with your sexuality. He can tell you, he can tell married couples that you need to have a fulfilling sexual relationship. Because if you don't, your marriage is going to fail because you lack self-control. He can tell single folk, oh, he wished that all were like him and had this gift but oh because you don't have this gift and because of immorality it's better to to oh to marry than to burn hello somebody with passion hello somebody hello somebody he has the right to tell us what to do because we are not our own we were bought at a price that's why I like to say folks say that salvation is free salvation ain't free hello somebody it comes at a cost and it costs you everything hello somebody it costs you everything your own body your, your own selfish desires Hello, somebody. It, it costs you everything. And it says here, therefore, honor God with what? With your bodies. Honor God with your bodies. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Esther, when she got married, she was a virgin. As a matter of fact, she wouldn't even been in the race to even be the queen had she had done anything else. And, 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 and the principle there uh, you can learn is if you really truly want to be valued as a woman, don't give yourself away. Hello, somebody. Don't give yourself away. Hello, somebody. You want a man to commit to you, to marry you? Cut him off. <laughs> Ain't making no friends. Right there. <laughs> you got my back. You're walking to the car. <laughs> you say you got way back now. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. 
God values you. Don't you know you're the daughter of a king? God values you. He don't want you to be used, misused, and abused like many women are done today. Hello, somebody. People out there in time brag about how many they done slept with. Hello, somebody. They want to ask how many you been with. Hello, somebody. In a relationship. If a man tells the truth, he don't want to hear that you've been with nobody else. Hello, somebody. He don't want to hear. Hello, somebody. You have that conversation one night, see what happened. Hello, somebody. I've been with, you know, I've been, man said, I've been with five. Let him know you've been with 30. See how he look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Your value <laughs> just went down. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You could not be queen in this instance unless you were sexual and pure. Hello, somebody. And really, it's like that, but you don't know it. Most men won't commit oh, to you because you're not acting like a queen. Hello, somebody. You're giving yourself away. Hello, somebody. I wish I could be the father in 70% of our homes that don't have fathers. Because when you don't have a man in the house, little girls are not protected. They they don't have a daddy to, to tell them this kind of stuff. Hello, somebody. They don't have a daddy to look that boy in the eye and let him know that she ain't just any other skeezer. Hello, somebody. She ain't a chicken head. Hello, somebody. She not a side chick. Hello, somebody. She not a side piece. Hello, somebody. Now, you're going to have to commit. Hello, somebody. But the word says it and shows it. Honor God with your body. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You are supposed to be a queen. You're supposed to be. But you let folk treat you like you're nothing. Commitment is the price that one must pay to be in a relationship with you. Marriage is the price, should be the price. A commitment for life. Hello, somebody. Shall we pray? Deacons, will you come? Saints are praying. I'm so glad that Jesus was willing to pay the ultimate price. I'm so glad that Jesus would Obey. I, I'm so glad that Jesus would submit in that garden of Gethsemane. He struggled with that thing. Not to say that you ain't going to struggle in your sexuality, but you still can get it right. He, he struggled with that thing. But he said these immortal words that you have to say, Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. He, he, he was obedient. He was submissive and he humbled himself.
just like Esther did in the text. Just like you need to do. You, you, you were saved. You gave your life to Jesus Christ, but you're not obedient. You, you gave your life to Jesus Christ, but you're not submissive. You gave your life to Jesus Christ, but you've not humbled yourself under his mighty hand so that he can work on your behalf. I'm so glad that that's what Jesus did. Jesus left that garden of Gethsemane and he was tried for crimes that he didn't commit. He was innocent, but the world said he was guilty. I'm so glad that he went through that mortaring. They beat him, mocked him and scorned him, put a cross on his back and led him through the streets of Jerusalem. Took him to that hill called Golgotha, handed him up between two thieves, nailed him there. I'm so glad that Jesus, even on that cross, was obedient. I'm so glad that Jesus on that cross was submissive. I'm, I'm so glad that Jesus on that cross was humbled himself because he gave up his ghost and died for my sins and your sins. And when he died, they took him off that cross, took his body to a bar or two. And in death, he was obedient, he was submissive, he was humble. Hello, somebody. But I'm so glad that Jesus got up on that third day. Because he humbled himself under the mighty hand of God. God would give him victory over death and the grave. And he would get up on that third day with all power in his hands. And because he got up... You can get up. You can get up out of your sin. If you're here today and don't know Jesus, you can get up out of your sins. If you're here today and you do know Jesus, you can get up out of your sins or rebellion in your sexuality and you can begin to live holy unto him and you can be obedient in this area. You can submit in this area and you can humble yourself in this area and see won't it work Oh, if you delight yourself uh, in the uh, in the hands of God, uh, oh, He will give you the desires of your heart. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hello again. This is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program, and before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship so with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only Son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. 
I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. So if you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living king. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And This is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.hearGodsWordAtBethlehem.com and you can hear it, uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.hearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in an economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God, and I believe God can do it for us, 
And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, State of the Arts Build, a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.